Welcome to the Hot Skin Up Podcast, episode 35. Thank you all for listening, and we'll be right back. It is high, it is far, it is gone. Ahí va, por el desfile, olvídala, se va a la calle, en la calle. Esa se va, se va, se fue. Thank you, my son. Let me welcome on my co-host at this time. Sean, how you doing? Great. That was uh, probably the best intro we've ever had. Can't wait to uh, hear Elijah's voice more often. But uh, besides that, Thank it's going to be really... Yeah, of course. Besides that, it's going to be a really fun episode. We got a very exciting thing to talk about. Alex, what's up, brother? How you doing? Como estas? Hootie hoo. Thank you, Elijah. Thank you so much. Let's get the show popping. On uh, November 17th, we all got some very exciting news. Aaron Judge was named the 2022 AL MVP. Um, Very exciting time for Yankee fans. We haven't had an MVP since 2007 when Alex Rodriguez had won it for the second time in a Yankee uniform. It's uh, an incredible thing. Hopefully... It'll be even sweeter when Aaron Judge hopefully returns to the Yankees, if that is a possibility. Um, one can only hope. But before we talk about next season, I want to kind of uh, go back into memory lane here and talk about an incredible, if not remarkable and memorable, 2022 MLB season for Aaron Judge. It's something that I don't think any of us will ever see again like this. Uh, Aaron Judge, as ev- ev- almost everybody knows, broke the AL home run record with 62 home runs. I'm not sure if we'll ever see that broken again within our lifetimes. Maybe we will, maybe not. Having a 311 batting average, 131 RBIs, and even 16 stolen bases. You know, his OPS chilling with a 1.11111. And don't forget, not to not to cut you off, Sean, but don't forget he led the league with an 11.4 war, man. That's right. Insane. Enrique, I'll start with you. What did you uh, think of this Aaron Judge 2022 season? What can we say that hasn't been said already about this guy? I mean, he carried this team. Like, the most valuable player award was thankfully appropriately given in this season you know it's not the best player award ladies and gentlemen although we could argue that he was the best player in baseball as well it's the most valuable player award and who was more valuable to their team than Aaron Judge where would the Yankees have been in 2022 if it wasn't for Aaron Judge guarantee you they wouldn't have won the AL East probably not saying, but probably they wouldn't have even got in a wild card spot. You know what I'm saying? Maybe they would have squeaked in, maybe not. The heroics of this guy, Sean, I mean, from his walk-offs to his plays in the field that, you know, were, you know, very important, very significant plays defensively that without them, maybe the outcome of the game is different. Um you mentioned his stolen bases. 
um, his batting average, I mean, he killed pretty much all the narrative that he was home run or strikeout or or bust. Like, you know, that, that was the narrative on him early on in his career and recently by all the haters that he strikes out too much and that he's either a strikeout or home run or nothing type of hitter. Well, he shut those haters up by hitting 311, getting it done in the clutch, you know, not just with the home run ball, but smoking balls to every part of the field everywhere, spraying it everywhere, hitting it with a really high exit velo most of the time. And, you know, getting on base and not to mention working his walks a 425 on base percentage. Aaron Judge's approach at the plate and how he's been more patient and has learned to lay off balls down and away and, and doesn't strike out at the clip he used to. His vision at the plate has improved drastically. It was an absolute pleasure to watch this season from Aaron Judge. So obviously there's three facets of this game. You know, there's pitching, there's defense, and there's hitting. And Judge just covered two of those impeccably this year. If it wasn't just switching from right field to center field midseason to really fulfill a need for the Yankees that they desperately needed, you know, obviously with Hicks not doing much and before the Bader trade, you know, he covered it flawlessly. And, you know, and when everybody's talking about, oh, the debate of who the MVP should have been, yeah, Otani covered two of those well enough, sure. But what Judge did overall, as far as the hitting, the stealing, the defensive magician that he is – you know, it's just one of those, it's just one of those seasons that we're probably never going to see again. And he had it at the best possible time. And honestly, I'm happy for him. I'm happy he had the season he had when he had it. And now he can cash in and in all likelihood, let's just keep it real, be a Yankee for the rest of his career. I mean, I'm with you, Alex. Um, you know, and yeah, I get it. You know, you see Ben Verlander and a lot of these guys that, you know, are on the Otani train because he pitches and he hits. I get it. Nobody's ever seen that since Babe Ruth. And But, I mean, how many years in a row is that going to win that guy an MVP? You know what I'm saying? It is it is what it is. Yeah, what he does, nobody else can do. But like you said, nobody has ever had a year like Aaron Judge had. So, well-deserved in my opinion. Aaron Judge, you know, playing a position that he hasn't really played since minor leagues. And, you know, move having him move to center field, like Alex said, and, and doing an, an incredible job at that, knowing that he when he was playing center field, there was not a second that I thought, nah, I, don't, I don't trust him. He had it done. He was great. Right field, center field. If we needed to, we could have put him in left field, but that's just not who he is. But he was fantastic in a time where we desperately needed to get you know, Hicks going to get Gallo going and him paying, you know, moving, you know, you moved judge to center to try to give Gallo at the time, some sort of resurgence and make him feel comfortable. It just shows how much of a team player he really is, is that Gallo is a natural right fielder. It's just who he is. And he made that move to give Gallo his position at right field and to move Hicks to left so that Hicks doesn't have to worry about the arm like he used to because Hicks didn't have the arm like he once had. Just shows how much of a selfish player he is. You know, he always team first, still is. Team first, everything. 
It wasn't until and, and and he made it very clear that when the home run chase was happening, it actually got to him because he didn't want all the cameras on him. He didn't want the pressure on him. Not because it's 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 harder for him to hit home runs. He just wanted it to be more about the team, not about him. And that's that's my favorite part about him. I love the accolades and you know him hitting sixty-two home runs and beating the record, but it's it's who he is off the baseball field that really gets me. Every time he's on the mic, he he talks. He talks like a captain, and that's what he should be. If he were to come back to the Yankees, there's no doubt in my mind he will be a captain, and he should be the captain because there's no one that resembles and shows what it's like to be a perfect Yankee than Aaron Judge. And I feel like we've seen that since the second he walked in, early in 2016, but took the reins in 2017. I thought when he hit those 52 home runs in his rookie year 2017 that that was the most we'll ever get from him. I thought, you know, he was probably a 40 home run guy. I don't know. And then, you know, you have those years in 2018, 2019 where he's hurt half the season, but he's still hitting 27 home runs. And you're thinking, if he could just stay healthy, still a phenomenal player. Then 2021, you know, he was still great player, almost 40 home runs, almost 100 RBIs. You know, I think he finished fourth in the MVP. And then this year, took it to a whole new level. When he said before the season started, during in, in the batting cages on the ground, he said, I'm going to hit 50 home runs this year. Now, let me tell you something. Not only did you hit 50, but you hit 62, something not me or not even himself thought was possible. Aaron Judge let everyone know also, you know, that health wasn't an issue either. And and that in itself deserves its kudos also, man, because like y'all said, he moved to center field. And I remember in previous podcasts, Sean, we talked about that, that maybe that might not be the best thing for him long term because of how big he is. And maybe it might take a toll on his body. You look fine to me, brother. You know, no injuries, no significant injuries all year. He he stayed on the field. And there's an old saying in sports, the best ability is availability. And Aaron Judge definitely had availability this year. And that's all he also did great by doing that because that was also a knock on him early in his career. So kudos to him and especially shutting all those people up. The anti-Yankee bias is real, boys. Moving forward on a more positive note, I want to take a trip down memory lane once again, and um, I'm going to start with Alex here. Alex, I want to ask you, what is your favorite Aaron Judge moment of this season? My favorite Aaron Judge moment this season is probably not on the radar of a lot of other people, but it was home run number 60 against the Pirates. I go to that one because it was such a downer of a game <laughs> in general. Like you, it was the ninth inning already. You had no anticipation that there was going to be any form of comeback in any way, shape or form. And when it all of a sudden he hit that home run and you didn't think something switched on, but the, the crowd obviously went crazy. It was home run number 60. It was a, obviously it was a big deal. And then all of a sudden, the team woke up. The team woke up right after that. 
And it was just one of those moments where, you know, he hit the home run. He, you could tell he was disappointed because they were losing. They were down. And then all of a sudden, you know, then the, the rally started. And obviously it ended up with the, with the walk-off grand slam by, by Giancarlo Stanton. And it just goes to show the importance that that dude has on the city, on the team. It just personified just how important that man is to the whole, to the whole Yankee culture in general. So for me, that home run off Will Crow was was my favorite of the season. That was a great one against Pittsburgh. Um, it was a great home run, and it definitely sparked something within the team. You know, you could tell they were energetic, they were motivated, and and you saw it come to fruition with Giancarlo's walk off in the end. I'm gonna go a different route though and go with Aaron Judge's walk-off against the Astros on June 26th, uh, where he walked it off against Seth Martinez in the 10th inning. For me, that was a really good one just because of who it was against. You know, for us Yankee fans, we've, for the past few years, as much as maybe some Yankee fans don't want to admit it, but we've viewed... Houston as the measuring stick, you know, the monkey off our back, like like we mentioned a lot in this podcast. So having said that, you knew that any matchup against them was going to be a preview. Little did we know it would be no preview in this case, because in this case we won and we didn't win a single game against them in the in the playoffs. But I I digress. In this particular game. You saw. Aaron Judge walk it off in the tenth, coming away with a with a series split. But still, you felt good. You know, you felt like you could hang with Houston thanks to Aaron Judge. You know, what I'm saying again, the tail of the season. You felt like you could hang with anybody as long as this dude was on the field. And you know, unfortunately, being able to hang with them was not an outlier for what ultimately wound up happening in the playoffs. But like I said, for that moment in time, you were pumped if you were a Yankee fan. You know what I'm saying? You were pumped, especially in that one game. Because again, you know, you're getting no hit. You're having no success against Houston. And you come back to win in the 10th off a three-run walk-off home run from your best player, your MVP. What more could you ask for? Yeah, that was... um a huge momentum shift that we desperately needed getting no hit the, the game before, you know, we were, we were getting no hit again, going into the seventh inning of that game. And uh, that was the very beginning of what felt like Yankees Twitter on the verge of exploding in, in, in a riot. Everyone was losing their minds. It was probably one of the most depressing times of the entire season. And it quickly started to, unravel for Houston and it gave the Yankees and the Yankee fans some hope because you saw the Yankees come back and then you know obviously the Yankees win it with the, with the walk off in the 10th and it showed that this team can be beat and we can beat this team granted you know judge had two walk offs in that series and, you know, basically Judge led us to two of the only victories we had against them. But it showed that 
with Judge on the field, we can win. Without him, we're in some trouble. And, you know, that's kind of how it was all season long. It was just a perfect reminder in that series in a time where every Yankee fan had their eyes glued to the TV because we desperately needed to win against the Houston Astros. Um, Going into my favorite Aaron Judge moment, no doubt for me, it's May 10th um, when the Yankees played Toronto and Aaron Judge got his first career walk-off home run off Jordan Romano. And it was an incredible moment. For me, I was lucky enough because I was on my honeymoon. So it was a time where I was watching from my phone. I wasn't supposed to be, but how can I not? And so I was I was watching on my phone and I, I just happened to look at the game and I see like the, the Yankees are slowly starting to get some guys on base. I, I realized Judge is coming up in the order. And I, I I have to say this. My wife has some secret kinetic ability to like some positive things with Aaron judge. Every time she watches Aaron judge, something positive happens. And so I got caught watching the game and she's like, what are you doing? So all I did was just hand her the phone. I said, watch this moment, please just take the phone. Don't tell me what happens. So I'm like, just watch it. Don't tell me. And she starts looking. Cause she loves Aaron judge. That's her favorite player. And she watches the home run. And I was like, I, I knew it. I knew if I gave you the phone, something good would happen. I'm, I still firmly believe that it's my wife that helped get that home run. It, it, there's some ability there. I'm telling you. But even so, that's my favorite moment because it, it was one of the best moments of the Yankee season. It was the beginning of the one of the best Yankee win streaks that we were going on. We, you know, Obviously, we that was like our 10th or 11th straight win. We would go on to go – play uh, at Chicago the following series where the Yankees just annihilated the White Sox. And, you know, they were just kept building off it. They kept winning in Baltimore and facing Chicago again. It was just the Yankees were just firing on all cylinders in that moment. And like for judge to finally get that walk off home run after, you know, struggling to get his whole career. And then, you know, the, the slow start he had to begin the season, it just showed that judge was in, you know, perfect elite form. And it was the beginning of obviously, you know, the 62 home runs and the four walk-offs that we got to see from him Four four walk-off home runs. I think he had five total throughout the year. It was just an incredible moment in the beginning of something absolutely tremendous that who knows if we'll ever see something as, as incredible as that is like that again, but that is definitely my favorite moment um, to close out this episode. Now I kind of want to do something fun. Sean, before we do that, I, I got to give you your props, brother. Your honeymoon <laughs> and you're watching the Yankee game? Absolutely. Brother, you got guts. I don't think Absolutely. I would have tried that. I'm telling you, man. You got some guts, brother. I give you props. I had I had a moment where <laughs> I said to myself, I think there's something in the air. Even from where I am in my honeymoon, I go, I can feel the Yankees in the air. Let me just tune in. Let me see what's going on. And then I saw, I was like, oh, the Yankees are down. Maybe not. But I was like, oh, but there's a man on base. And then all of a sudden, I started to put things together. I'm like, Aaron Judge is up third in the lineup. (laughs) And that's when I started putting things together. And, you know, it all worked out. So 
Uh, I'm kudos, kudos to your wife and and her kinetic energy, man. Oh, one hundred percent. I gotta there's, give there's you something props, going on, man. There. That that took guts on your part. That took. I don't know if a lot of married men. Uh, I don't know how many married men we got listening to our podcast. I don't know how many of y'all would have had the guts to do what this man did on your honeymoon at night with your with your lady, and That's you right. got the game on. Oof. <laughs> <Boy>. <laughs> That's a I, almost in the dog count for that one. Take the moment, apologize later. You did the right <laughs> exactly. thing, exactly. But I, you know, I do it because I know Aaron Judge is her absolute favorite. Like she has, a, I gave her a jersey of it. She's got her own, you know, hat, a shirt. Aaron Judge, she loves Aaron Judge. So I knew that I could get away with an Aaron Judge at bat if he just got up in the ninth. So, and I didn't even watch it. I turned it on. I saw Aaron Judge was up. It's like, here, you take the phone. I handed her the phone. I didn't want to know because I knew that if she could watch it, that there's some kinetic energy there. Something will happen. Whatever you want to say, telepathic, whatever. And she'll make it happen. And it happened. So it was an incredible moment, something I will definitely never forget. But uh, moving Moving forward to the final thing I want to discuss for this episode. This is kind of a fun one. I kind of want to see where each of us are at. Uh, obviously, we all know that Aaron Judge had the greatest potential walk year in the history of baseball. He is currently a free agent, not part of the Yankee organization, unfortunately for us. Um, so I want to ask you guys, Alex. I'll start with you. What do you think Aaron Judge's contract will be? I mean, in order to determine the what a realistic number is, not to mention the sentimental value, not to mention the the price you have to pay to even allow him to get into free agency, you have to go by you have to you have to look at three separate contracts. The first contract I look at is Mike Trout. Mike Trout is getting a twelve year deal, four twenty six. That's it comes out to about thirty five million dollars a year. The next one you got to look at is Mookie Betts, three sixty five for twelve. You know that's one of those things where you know it comes out to about thirty million dollars a year. And then the last one you have to look at is Max Scherzer, who just signed an eighty six million dollar two year contract, forty some odd million dollars a year. Aaron Judge is going to be somewhere in that ballpark. He's going to be higher than Mookie Betts. He's going to be higher than Mike Trout. He's not going to get the number of years. No way in hell you're going to give him twelve year deals. I say he has he wants to become the highest paid player on a per annual salary average. And, and I'm not sure if it'll go as far as being ever or if it's just going to be position player because obviously Max Scherzer is a pitcher. So I can see that number being 41. And I can see it being an eight-year deal. So I will go, I'm going to go with a $328 million contract for eight years. That's where huh. I think he's going to end up. That's exactly where I have I have it eight years at three forty, which is forty two and a half a year. Okay. We're in the ballpark. That's where I have it as. That's my guess. That's what I think it'll take. Cause I think I think the deals will be around that. Eight years, three twenty five, eight years, three thirty. And I think for the Yankees to secure them, they'll probably have to go a little more than they want. And I think eight years, three forty, maybe three forty five, will get that deal done. This is your future. This is your captain. This is your superstar. The face of the Yankees, the face of baseball, arguably. You lock this guy down with having one of the greatest offensive seasons of all time and in this generation. Got to lock him up. 
I think eight years, 340 does it. Enrique, what do you think? I'm more or less in the ballpark um, where you guys are, but I'm going to go a little higher. Let's not forget that Aaron Judge rejected a seven-year, $213.5 million extension before spring training. And we all know the whole drama of that being leaked out to the press. We don't need to you know, go into that. But speaking on the numbers, $213.5 million over seven years, that's roughly about $30 million a year. $30 million a year, a little over that, and he turned it down. So you're going to have to go higher. And after an MVP season, after a record-breaking home run season, after everybody and their mother is going to be courting this guy, I literally just got an alert on my phone as we speak, as we're recording, that the Dodgers want him. And you know they're going to come with it. You know San Francisco's going to come with it. So you those are two teams right there that are strapped with cash. They're not afraid to spend it. You know LA definitely ain't afraid to spend it. And the Giants already said they won't be outbid. So you're going to have to come to the table and go significantly higher. And I think even significantly higher than where you guys are. I'm thinking, and this is just my prediction. I'm thinking after turning down 30 mil a year and after having the home run record breaking season, MVP season that he had, Aaron is going to want double of what he had. Obviously, the Yankees are going to be like, whoa, 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 chillax. That's that's too much. He'll maybe come down to, okay, I won't go double. I won't go 60 mil. Let's go 50. He'll be like, we're, we're in the ballpark, but still too much. That's where I say the Yankees will meet Aaron Judge halfway and give him an eight-year deal at $48 million. So $384 million. That's where I'm thinking is the ballpark that's going to get a, a deal done for Aaron Judge if you're the New York Yankees. Yeah, uh, that would be heartbreaking for us because that's a lot of money. But not our money, Sean. It's Hal's money. At the end of the day, though, see, people say this, but I disagree with them because – it is our money because it's our money that we put into the team to go and watch them play, to see what they do, to hope. And the money that we put into mentally getting ourselves prepared for the upcoming seasons and the excuses that we're already building with, you know, if he were to sign those big deals that you hear next year, you know, something along the lines of, but yeah, but you know, we do spend, we spend uh, this much money on judge. We just don't have the capabilities of doing X, Y, Z with this player in 2024, 2025, whatever. So I'm hoping that with what judge has been saying, with how things have been going, I hope that judge can sign within a month's time from now. I would say hopefully a week or two after the winter meetings and the Yankees can build off of whatever contract he has around the, you know, it could be around 41 million. Like Alex said, it could be around 48 million. Like you said, who knows? Could be less, could be more. It could be in the ballpark. 
But I'm hoping that wherever he decides to go, um, hopefully the Yankees, that the Yankees could build the superstar team regardless of what that deal looks like. And the Yankees co- could go on and lead to a 28th World Championship. So that's that's the only thing I care about. And let's just go and build this winning team. But I'm hoping that whatever it is, it doesn't hurt the Yankees for years to come. So that's the only thing I have to say about it. Um, I'm hoping that Aaron Judge, of course, is the Yankee for life, wears the pinstripes forever. He's a captain by April of next year. And uh, the Yankees can lead their way to championship number 28, and we can have something to celebrate at this time. That's going to be a wrap for episode 35 of the Hottest Skeena podcast from me, Enrique, Alex. Thank you all for listening. Give us a rate, a review, follow, and subscribe. We appreciate all of you, all of our fans that are with us now. We appreciate all the fans that will be with us in the future. But until next time. Go Yankees!